after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger and upon his family, his companions, and upon all those who follow, upon his guidance and to the establishment of the last day. To proceed, Ikhwan, Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa min qalbin la yakhsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' verily Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit. And from a heart that has no fear, and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment, and from a dua that goes unanswered, and from a dua that goes unanswered. To proceed, Ikhwan, Fa Al-Layla Nabda, inshaAllah Ta'ala, Fi Darsin Jadidin Bidnillahi Ta'ala. So tonight we're going to start a new class, inshaAllah Ta'ala. Min fannin jadidin, min kitabin jadidin, min mu'allifin, laysa jadidan li'annana dhakarna anhu qablu. So tonight we're going to start from a new lesson regarding a new science, a new book, not from a new author because we mention him from time to time. We read some benefits from him. Fi durusina hadihi in this series of ours. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. فالدرس في ماذا فني التفسير طيب اكتبوا هذا يا اخوان write this down ان شاء الله تعالى هذه الدرس او هذه الدروس من فني اصول التفسير اصول التفسير so tonight's class on third what's tonight يا اخوان on wednesday or on wednesdays we're going to study from اصول التفسير the principles of tafsir, the principles of tafsir. Qabla an nashra' fi tafsir al-Qur'an, al-awla an nabda bi usul al-tafsir. So before we actually get into some tafsir classes, it's honorable, it's recommended to study the principles of tafsir before you actually study tafsir. Tafadha. The sisters asked if you can use the mic. It's behind you. طيب فهو أولى يا إخوان للطالب قبل أن يشرع في التفسير أن يبدأ بأصول التفسير. So before the students of knowledge actually start studying tafsir al-Quran, it's highly highly recommended for them to study the principles of Quran, the principles of tafsir. فالكتاب الذي اخترناه هو أصول التفسير أو أصول في التفسير للعلامة الشيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين. 
Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So the book that we're going to go over is a small risala, a small book, and it's the Usul fi Tafsir, the principles regarding the Tafsir of the Quran by Al Uthimi. Is there a PDF? Uh, I didn't send you guys a PDF, we have fun. There's a PDF. I thought I sent it to everybody. So there's a Tarujama Aida, Orusilu Kilahuma. There's an Arabic one for your brothers that can read Arabic and your sisters also. And there's another one in English. We're trying to send both, inshallah. Did you get the one I sent you on your telegram the other day? Uh, no. Who doesn't have anything to write on or write with here, Why is it not working? Everyone has something to write with and write on. Alhamdulillah. How can I just send it to you regularly? You can send it to Texas. Huh? You can text it. I'm trying to send it to you, but it's not letting me come. But here's the book here. Everyone has something to write with, write on. Our sisters also. Someone give the new brother a pencil here for One more. Do you have one more? Okay. I got the air to head on. And here's the English one. So the Imam he begins. Qala Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa natubu ilayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina. He says all praise belong to Allah. We praise him, we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness and we repent to him. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina and we seek refuge with Allah from the evils within ourselves. وَمِنْ سَيِّئَاتِ أَعْمَالِنَا And from the evils of our actions. مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّلَا وَمَنْ يُضُّلِلِ فَلَا هَادِيَلَا Whomsoever Allah guides, there's none that can, mother, can misguide or lead astray. And whomsoever Allah, and whomsoever He misguides or allows to be misguided, there's none that can guide Him. وَشَدُّ وَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَا And I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. He is alone without having any partners. وَشَدُّ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah, that he is his servant and his messenger. صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَسَلَّمُ May the peace and salutations be upon him and his family. وَمَنْ تَبِعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدٍ And upon all those who follow them in goodness to proceed.
طيب ماذا يسمى هذه الخطبة؟ What is this address called? خطبة الحاجة The address of need The sermon of need وهو لا يشترط على المتكلم أو على الخطيب أو على الداعي ليبدأ بهذه المقدمة لكن هو يستحب يستحب It's not obligatory that before you give a class you start off with that khutbah before you give the jumu'ah you start off like that before you marry someone off you start off like that before you give a lecture you start off like that it's not obligatory لكن يستحب but it's highly 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 recommended Father Sheikh Uh, usually in almost every situation almost the messenger of Allah used to begin like that لكن ما أمر but did not command the people to start like that وما أمر الله تعالى كذلك nor did Allah Ta'ala command the people before you marry someone off, before you give the Jumu'ah. Allah didn't command you to start like that. لكن البدأوا بالخطبة هذه الحاجة يستحب. But to start off, as the Prophet used to usually start off, is highly, highly, highly recommended. إذا العبد يخطب بدون هذه الخطبة خطبته صحيحة لكن فيه نقص فيه أو فيها نقص If someone comes and gives the Jumu'ah and he just says, Bismillahi walhamdulillahi wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah. Amma ba'ad. Today, ibadallah, natakallamu an al-nikah. Fa'nisa kathirat. Wa'ba'adu al-rijal yuridun an yatazawwaju. Fa'lidhalik natakallamu an ahkam al-nikah. So the man comes and he says, Today for Jumu'ah, since there are a lot of Muslim women of today, and the brothers always asking us and texting us and emailing us about marriage. Today's Jumu'ah is about marriage. We didn't do nothing wrong. But it's deficient. Why is it deficient? Because we didn't begin how usually the Messenger of Allah began. بعد العلماء في كتبهم لا يبدأون بشيء إلا ببسملة. Some of the scholars of the past, especially of the past, they used to only begin their books with بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. من منهم who used to do that in their in their books? It's a benefit, يا إخوان. وهو مشهور, famous. وكتابه موجود في كل مسجد في أمريكا وفي غير أمريكا. His book is in every masjid in America if the masjid is on the Sunnah. And likewise in Africa, in Somalia, in Yemen, in Saudi, in Qatar, in Bahrain, if they're on the Sunnah, I guarantee you this book is in their masjid. Not a way too far. Imam al-Bukhari. انظر إلى صحيح. Look at his صحيح. عندما عندكم وقت انظر إلى صحيح البخاري. When you get a moment. Don't take my word, Yaqwan. We don't teach like that. Tayyip, when you get a moment, iftahu Sahih al-Bukhari. When you get a moment, what's your name, Yaqwan? Muaz. When you get a moment, Muaz, I want you to go to Bukhari, open up Bukhari, and look how he begins. He's going to say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Kitabu Badil, Tayyip. Kitabu Badil Wahi. And then, by the name of Allah, or seeking the blessing of Allah, the most merciful and the most compassionate book, how the revelation began. He didn't say, Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. 
Some scholars criticize Bukhari for this. Why does Bukhari begin like that? What other book began like that? The Quran. Bukhari says, I'm following the Quran. For this reason, many of the scholars in Yemen, they follow Bukhari in this path. When they're doing their classes, they say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, and then they start. When they're doing their Jumu'ah, they may start differently. When they're giving a lecture, they may start differently. So some scholars, they say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, following the Qur'an. Some time ago you said like, whenever mm. There's no Allah mentioned there. Eh? In the first one? Yeah. No. But in the Qur'an, Allah says, Like Allah is mentioned with the Dalala. He's mentioned with it, but say it, say it again. Usually, usually, that's not a condition. لكن في الخبة الحاجة ما ذكر النبي هو في الكتاب نعم لكن في الأغلب الأوقات كما قال علي بن أبي طالب من حديث علي بن أبي طالب والشر ليس إليك But usually it's not to say إخوان the scholars don't say it's a condition that you can't mention the word ضلا and use Allah as the فاعل No but usually usually Allah is not mentioned with something evil or that has an evil connotation or evil implementation, or something that's implied. Usually Allah's name is not mentioned. As the Messenger of Allah mentions the hadith of Ali ibn Abi Talib, And evil is not attributed to you, meaning Allah. But you understand, ya ikhwan, that good and evil is from the qadr. But usually, if it's something evil, you won't mention Allah. And that's usually. It doesn't mean, when I give the benefit of the day, it doesn't mean that it's not a, it's a condition that you can't mention Allah. But in the khutbah tahaja, the Messenger of Allah did not mention Allah Ta'ala's name except in the jumlatul ula, in the first sentence. Hadal maqsudi wallahu This is what I meant. And Allah knows best. Anyone else say, Akhwah? Any one of our daughters have anything to mention? Some of the new brothers say, Akhwah, they don't have anything to write with. Someone give these young brothers something to write with the Akhwan. Hatta al-Aulad, the Akhwan. Wallahu yaktubun alif. Ba, ta, ta, jim, ha, kha, dal, da, ra. Hala ahsan min an yajilis hakada. We do nyan yaktuba shay. Even if the young brother or sister, all they write is alifs. Ba, ta. He draws a house, a masjid, a tree. A man with no face, riding on a skateboard. That's still better than him just sitting there. It's also tarbiyah, teaching the young child, especially the boy, especially the girls. When you come to the lesson, <coughs> alright. We mentioned, Ya Akhwan, there are many types of note takers. Many of the faida who remembers this benefit. Laysa kulla katibin sawa. Not every note taker is the same. Huh? Uh, the first one, he, he writes everything. Hey, hadha ahsanun al-katib. The best of you, the Bukhari of the brothers, and the Um Salim of our beloved sisters, the Khadija, the Aisha of our beloved sisters, and the Sufyan authority of the brothers. He's going to write everything. He's the best note taker. Right? May Allah tell him make all of us from that. Second type of note taker. 
Hey, he just writes down the benefits. If it's something new, he says, oh, oh, hey, ain't no color me. MashaAllah ta'ala. Alayyan aktubah hadil fa'idah. So he only writes down the, the new stuff. And the last one, he's just playing around. He's uh, seeing the brother write. I'm not going to be the only one in class not writing, yaqi. So he's writing. So it's okay, yaqwa. Even if all the man writes is Aleph. Or the sister in the back, all she writes is her name. Over and over. It's better than just sitting there. Even if you have a memory like Ash-Shafi'i. Or a memory like Wakir. Or a memory like Al-Bukhari. Or a memory like Aisha. It's still better that you what? Naktu. It's still better for us to write. Even if I'm recording, the brother may say, Hey, I have an iPad. Even if the man says, Hey, I'm recording it. So I don't have to write. No. Even if he's recording on his iPhone. Or on like iPhone, his Samsung is better. I think Samsung will knock iPhone out, inshallah. Ta'ala. The brother's going to say, But you got an iPhone. And I've been trying to trade it ever since I got it. Alhamdulillah. Even if you record, it's still better that you write down. It's teaching you. Even if you're at home on YouTube, you still take notes. It's still teaching you how to be a student of knowledge. Even if your wife gives you a class, or your daughter, or your sister, you're not going to say, hey, I know that already. No, you respect the knowledge, and you're right. You take down the benefits. So it's not obligatory or shake to begin like that, but it's deficient. Because he didn't start how the Messenger of Allah began. قَالَ أَمَّا بَعْتُ بُرْسِيدِ فَإِنَّ مِنْ الْطَيْرِ فَإِنَّ مِنْ الْمُهِمِّ فِي كُلِّ فَنٍ أَنْ يَتَعَلَّمَ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أُصُولِهِ مَا يَكُونُ عَوْنًا لَهُ عَلَى فَهْمِهِ He says, from the things that are extremely important, ya ikhwan, write this down, that in every science that you're going to study, whatever the science is, it's important for the person to begin with learning the principles of that science. It's important for the person to first start off with the principles of that science. And these principles are going to help him or her. Upon understanding the science that he or she is studying. So he can derive benefit, she can derive benefit from these principles. So that his knowledge, her knowledge can be built upon strong foundations. Strong foundations. And solid principles. وَقَدْ قِيلَ مَنْ حُرِمَ الْأُصُولِ حَرَمَ الْوَصُولِ And it's, it's been said, and it's the first part of tonight's homework. It's been said, مَنْ حُرِمَ الْأُصُولِ Whoever is deprived of principles. Whoever is deprived of principles. مَنْ حَرُمَ الْأُصُولِ Whoever is deprived of principles. حَرَمَ الْوَصُولِ Then he's deprived of reaching. Meaning his goal. Man al Whoever doesn't learn the principles of a particular science. Say hadith. He doesn't study the principles of hadith. 
Say tafsir. She doesn't study the principles of tafsir. Say the Arabic language. He doesn't study the principles of the Arabic language. How to wusul. Then they are deprived from reaching, meaning reaching their goal, their destination. So I want you to write this ten times for homework. Men harumal wusul. Oh, men harumal usul. Men al usul. Whoever is deprived of principles, meaning learning the principles of that science, he is deprived of reaching the goal. Next thing I want you to write down, Yahwah, from the greatest. Sciences from the most uh, distinguished and honorable of sciences is the science of tafsir. There's no science more honorable. There's more there's no science more prestigious than learning the meaning of the Quran. Nothing is greater than ilm tafsir. A'ala ilmin tafsiru kitabillah. The greatest science you can learn is the science of the Quran. Understanding the tafsir. Understanding the tafsir. Ta'ir. Wa min ajalli fununin. Ajalli fununin. From the greatest science, from all the sciences of Al-Islam, the greatest science, Mu'az, is Tafsir Al-Qur'an. So I want you to write, the greatest science from all of the sciences is Ilm Al-Tafsir. Ajallu ilmin wa ashrafiha Ilm Al-Tafsir. Man yukarriru, who can repeat that, ya ikhwan? The most important and noble of all sciences is the knowledge of tafsir. One of our sisters, who can repeat? Anyone? Irafai Khalilan, raise your voice slightly. Jamilan, Jamilan. Tayyip, if the woman doesn't want to speak, and the men are there, there is no need. Some of the sisters, for example, they may not want to talk sometimes because the brothers are present. That's nothing wrong with that, ya khwar. That's actually better. Because the brothers are here. So it's better that the women don't say anything. However, in classes, for example, if she speaks, no problem. We're talking about knowledge. But just say one of the women, she doesn't want to uh, talk. That's fine, ya khwar. It's not a condition, it's not a condition. The scholars, they differ into two positions regarding the aura of the woman. Talking about her voice. Is the voice, you know the voice, her sound when she tatakallam, when she speaks. Is that aura or no? Who remembers? Is it an aura or no? I don't know. That's a good answer if you don't know. Fala. 
Right, one position, there are two opinions. First one is, their voice is not an aura. Second opinion, it is an aura. <laughs> they differ. The first opinion that the voice of a woman is an aura and she should not talk in front of men unless there's a haja, unless there's a haja, necessity. Even if you don't agree, that's not our opinion, our position, you don't have to agree, it's not our Islam. At any rate, they have a proof. What's their proof? قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام المرأة عورة كلها الحديث وهو عند السنن The Messenger of Allah says the woman is an aura all of her. Let's say that again. المرأة عورة كلها The woman is an aura all of her. So they say what? الصوت منها Her voice is from her. Her face is from her. Her body is from her. Her hand is from her, her hair is from her. Everything connected to her is an aura, as the Prophet said. Second opinion, her voice is not an aura. The second group of scholars, they say her voice is not an aura. And they have a strong proof also. What's their proof? They use the action of some of the women in the time of the Messenger of Allah. They use the fact that in the time of the Prophet of Allah, some women would come to him and ask him questions. And they didn't write them down. They would ask him with their voice. And the Messenger of Allah never went against that. So they differ there. So we say at the scholars, they say, some say this, some say that. Like the face veil. Some scholars say it's obligatory. Some scholars say it's recommended. So some of the women, they say, no, I take that position. And she writes it down. Or she doesn't talk. No, but Other sisters they say, no, it's not an aura. No problem. So we wanted to mention that, Nikhwan. What was the second one? Kunna. Yasalna hu asilatan bisot. They used to come to the Prophet and ask him questions with their voice. And they never the Prophet never said, Hey, hey, write it down. <laughs> now one time, Yahwan, did he say that? Men ajalli ilmin Men ajalli ilmin Wa ashrafiha ilmu at-tafsir One of our daughters have their hand up? Yeah Uh, talk finally, right? No. Hey, that's a good point. That sometimes, Ikhwan, 
الذين في قلوبهم مرض من الرجال عندما يسمعون أصوات المرأة أحيانا يدخل قلوبنا شيء وهذا كثير يا إخوان Sometimes, especially the men, us, may Allah help us all, if we have some weaknesses in our iman, some sicknesses in our, in our chest, sometimes you hear the woman's voice and automatically he's in love. Automatically. It's like, I don't have an example yet, Khwan. All he did was hear her. And that's enough. Sometimes Allah's blessed the women, mashallah, some of them have voices. Kalmusika. We won't translate that, Khwan. They have voices like uh, melodies or instruments, uh, sweet sound and sounds. If the woman dishes your voice, then we would say, be mindful, this is your <laughs> this is your type of voice. We're not saying that you have to talk like a man, no. But just be mindful that there are some men around. Some of you, mashallah, have those type of voices. Just be mindful there, as the ayah says. You don't speak in those, that type of way, as opposed to the, the, the ones that may have some disease in their chest. How many times the man goes to the Walmart and all the girl did was graze his hand when she put the change in it. <laughs> That's all she did. She rubbed alayhi al-nuqud. All she did was, hey, thank you, man. Thank you for coming to Walmart. Here's your change. And her hand touched his hand. He goes outside, I think she wants to marry me. <laughs> that happens, I'm, that's how men are. That happens. <laughs> how many times then lady calls the masjid? Salaamu alaikum, I have a question. And then a brother gets on the phone, MashaAllah sister. The answer is alabanta. She hangs up, hey, is she single? All she did was ask a question. That happens, that happens. The Messenger And I don't want our women, our daughters to get offended here. Sometimes they hear the word fitna and then you're trying to go out to your car, they're outside waiting. Hey, excuse me brother, we want to talk to you. We don't want no trouble yet, Khwar. These are not our words. That's number one. These are the words of the Messenger And fitna is not always bad. There's some good fitna. Now every fitna, the word fitna doesn't, is not always a bad connotation. The Messenger of Allah said, I have not left. I have not left a greater test. Or you can say trial. Or you can say distraction. Upon the men of my ummah, more so than the women. That happens, ikhwan. It's something that Allah put in the woman. She could be minding her little business. The brother's outside shooting hoops. And she walks past. The game is over, automatically. There's no more. Khalas <laughs> bil game. The game is over. All she did was walk past. I mean, that's how. Alhamdulillah. I mean, I'll make it stronger, ikhwan. No. Let's begin, inshallah, So the scholars differ over the voice of the aura. I see you guys laughing. Mention it for all of us. You can't giggle alone. We might want to laugh with you guys. Now you're nervous. How old are you? Our, our nice uh, professor looking brother. 
Fifteen. You married yet? No. Inshallah, soon, inshallah. May Allah bless you all, yeah. But who from the young brothers are married? Only Myra? Only one of the young brothers? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to start some marriage workshops, maybe. Inshallah, soon, yeah. You guys are young, alhamdulillah. In America, it's hard to be young in America, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. May Allah help us all, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, it's better. Somebody's going to say, hey, you're encouraging the youth to get married? Yes. That's from Islam. For example, you find a nice family. They respect you, you respect them. You can provide for the women. Alhamdulillah, to the best of your ability. <coughs> Why not get married, ya khwam? So there's one of the young brothers. Oh, we gotta help him, Shaykh, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah bless. Hishmatullah also, two. There's two. Inshallah, ya khwam. We keep our eye Some nice strong sisters we have, alhamdulillah. Memorizers, Allah Akbar. Nice voices, that's what you guys like. They can shoot hoops. What else, Yahwan? Intelligent. Alhamdulillah. May Allah Fasa Yahwan. We keep our eye out, inshallah. One, two, three, four, seven, ten, eight. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you, Yahwan. Time, call the Imam Ruthaymi Tafsir, Aladi Huwa Tabiyinun. He says the greatest science from all of the sciences is the tafsir of the Qur'an. The tafsir is the clarification, the interpretation, the explanation of the meanings of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the people of knowledge, they have made or laid out principles for tafsir. Just as they laid out principles for hadith. And for the science of al-fiqh, they also laid out principles. And he says, for this reason, I wrote whatever was easy for the students of the Islamic Institutes and the University of Muhammad ibn Sa'ud or the Islamic University of Muhammad ibn Sa'ud there in Saudiya. And some of the brothers came to me and asked me to make this risala, to make it separate. To make it easier upon the students. So I comply to this. And I ask that Allah Ta'ala allows it to be a benefit. So the Imam is clarifying why he wrote that. Some of the brothers came to him. So some brothers came to him and asked him to write that. So he complied and he made it separate. Uh, making it one small risala. Ta'ayat. Let's fast forward here, Juan. Qala al-Qur'anu al-Kareem. First chapter. Al-Qur'anu al-Kareem. The noble Qur'an. Qala al-Qur'anu fi luga masdaru qara'a. 
Second, oh, what number are we on? Third benefit of tonight. The meaning of the word Quran. You're going to skip a line and write Ma'ana Al-Quran. The meaning of the word Quran. He says, Masdaru fi'li qara'a. It's the verbal noun of the verb qara'a. Qara'a means to read or to recite. Means to read or to recite. So Quran, you're going to write Masdarun li qara'a. It's the verbal noun of the verb qara'a. <coughs> the verbal noun of the verb qara'a. Mu'az. The Quran is the verbal noun of what verb? Qara'a. Huh? It's the verbal noun of what verb? Qara'a. Qara'a. A new brother. I don't think I met you before. With the nice hair also. You. You have nice hair also. That's your brother. Alhamdulillah. The best hair in, in Masjid Salaam, mashallah. Ya khwa. Ta'i. You gotta give me some of that. Like whatever you use, so I can use it in my beard, inshallah. Ta'i. What's your name, Yaqi? I don't think I met you before, so? Huh? Sa'id. MashaAllah. What does Sa'id mean? MashaAllah. As'adakallah. May Allah make you happy. Ta'id. Quran Sa'id is the mustard of what verb? Our sense. Our sense. Ta'id. Qala bima'ana You brother studying Arabic. The word Qara'a means tala. Qara'a means tala. To recite. Tala'a means to recite. What does Qara'a mean? To recite. What does it mean in Arabic? Tala. I sent. وَلِهَذَا أَحْيَانَ بَعْدُ الْعُلَمَاءِ عَلَى الْمَنْبَرِ فِي الْجُمْعَةِ عِنْدَمَا يَنْقُلُ الْآيَةً يَتُلُوهَا Some of the scholars of today, when they're given the Jumu'ah, and they come across a verse, they recite the verse as if they're in the salah. Because in some of the hadith, it says, ثُمَّ تَلَى النَّبِيِّ And then the Prophet recited this verse. So reading is one thing, reciting is something else. So our Shaykh in Yemen, Muhammad al-Imam, he's known for that. And the Jumu'ah, when he comes across a verse, he recites the verse as if he's in the salah. And he uses that as a proof. And some of the narrations that said, وَتَلَى النَّبِي And when the Prophet came here, he recited the verse. So many scholars follow the Prophet in that. Alayhi salatu wassalam. He says another benefit. The word Quran can also have the meaning of jama'ah. So two meanings, you students of the Arabic language. It can mean to recite. It can also mean jama'ah, to join together, to collect, to gather. Taqul qara'an wa qur'anan. And it has two verbal nouns. Another benefit. You can say Qur'an and you can say Qur'anan. You can say Qur'an and you can say Qur'anan. Kama taqul ghafara ghafuran wa gufranan. He says just like the verb ghafara, 
What does Ghafara mean? One of our daughters. Ghafara. Hey, to forgive. MashaAllah. Ghafara has two verbal nouns. You can say Ghafurun and Ghufranun. Ghafurun and Ghufranun. Ahyanan ya khwan. Kalimatun wahida laha masdaran or iddatu masadid. Sometimes in Arabic, one word can have multiple verbal nouns. Sometimes it can have three or four. Sometimes it can have two. Sometimes the words in Arabic are super close. Like Anna and Anna. Assalamu alaikum. Like Anna and Anna. What does it mean, Anna? I. I. What does it mean, Anna? Huh? Mm -hmm. Hey, that. Anna, I. Anna. Ahyana nasma fi baad al masajid al muadin yakur. Ashadu Anna Muhammadun Rasulullah. We had a khata. Who akta nahuyan. Sometimes you see in some of the masajid in America, where sometimes we're trying to focus so much on the beauty of the voice. While we're giving them mu'adhan, we're trying to have the tajweed, sudays, hudayfi, while we end up, while we give them the adhan, that the man makes a small error. He says, Ashadu ana Muhammadan Rasulullah. What did he say? I bear witness that I am Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. <laughs> he changed the meaning, Ikhwan. Wahyanan fi. في الصلاة يقول الإمام الله أكبر فهو نعوذ بالله هذا خطأ. So the man changed the meaning instead of saying أكبر with the raw أضاف ألفا he put an alif there أكبر الله أكبر what does that mean now أكبر not arrogant but close that's a طبل that instrument like a drum uh, so he said, Allah is a drum. And that's why Arabic, mashallah, sometimes the Arab, they're not always being racist. They're not always being racist. I remember in one of the masajid in America, one of the Arab, he was sitting on the side. And he heard one of the non Arabs give their then. And the brother said, Ashadu ana Muhammadan Rasulullah, Ashadu ana Muhammadan Rasulullah, Wal Adib, Wal Arab, Qala Audu Billah, Mishaitan Rajeem. So the Arab, who knows his language, he heard a non Arab say, I bear witness that I am Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. So the brother says, Audu Billah. One brother said, Oh, here they go, their arrogance again. Because he didn't know why he was saying that. And then after it was over, the brother said, no, the brother made a grammatical error. So sometimes it's not always racist. Sometimes it is racist or racism. But not all the time, yeah. Sometimes the people are not ignoring you. One of the brothers had his eye, his, his eye put, uh, what's his thing, yeah, the earbuds in, and he had a scarf on. And the brother said, Salaamu Alaikum. And he kept on walking. And he says, yeah, that's why I don't like the Africans now, yeah. He, he heard me. And then after it's over, the brother had his ear, his eyebutt thingies on. So it's not always a racism issue, a classism issue. It's not always like that. And sometimes it is like that. Sometimes you try to pitch your foot next to the foot of someone else, and you got a black foot, and he, he said, hey, 
Some people are racist. Islam is not racist. But some people are racist. You try to marry a sister, she say, hey, where are you from? I'm from Somalia. Oh, I'll be not. I wouldn't marry a black man. Is that a law for her not to marry a black man? Is that a law? Yeah. The answer is yes. No one should get offended. You can have a preference. Is that, is that right though? <laughs> <laughs> Myra always made me laugh. Yeah, come on. That's okay. Al-Islam la yamna. Al-Islam la yamna al-tafadil abadan. Al-tafadil abadan. Islam doesn't say you can have a preference. A short brother, one of the shorter brothers, mashallah, he may not want to marry a tall sister. Maybe. He looks like her little child. They're walking at the park. They're holding hands. <laughs> and they see their brother, hey, how you doing, Ummi and your baby? <laughs> the brother's going to get offended, Moaz. Moaz is short. He marries, mashallah, a sister, mashallah, some of the Somali women. Alhamdulillah, they're tall women. Some Moaz, some of the Yemeni women are, not the Yemeni women. Yeah, shorty, yeah, uh, some of the uh, Afghani women are tall also. Alhamdulillah. Some Mu'az comes and he marries a taller sister. So they had the, the part, having a good time, they're holding hands. And then we say, hey, how's everything? Mu'az, how's your ummi? Because he's so short. So Mu'az gets offended. A sister doesn't want to marry except a, a white man. That's allowed, yeah, Khwan. There was a sister said, hey, can you look out and find me a nice brother? I don't want no Africans. I don't want no African-Americans. I want a Caucasian man. Say, inshallah, we'll try. we'll try our best, sister. Give us some time. I don't know too many Caucasians, but we'll try our best. That's allowed, dear one. No one should get offended. That's allowed. The brother says, hey, I don't want to marry except an Arab. Only help me find an Arab. Alhamdulillah. We'll try our best. Alhamdulillah. Be patient, inshallah. Give me a couple years. Get your money up. You got to pay a lot of money for the Arab women. No problem. Nobody should get offended, Ikhwan. It's allowed to have preferences. A brother says, hey, I want someone who knows Arabic or is studying Arabic. Alhamdulillah. My point is, you can have preferences. Sometimes we get offended. Oh, who are you? You don't want to marry a black man? No, I don't. Alhamdulillah. That's all right. Sometimes, some scholars say it's better for the cultures to marry each other. Some scholars say, no, where is that from Islam? That's his opinion. No problem. Some scholars say the African should marry African. The white man should marry a white man. The black man should marry a black man. That's his opinion. Islam doesn't say that. That's his opinion. That's allowed. At any rate, it's allowed to marry different cultures. You might get that nice hair like the Abila brother. Alhamdulillah. Hey, also. So nobody can say that Islam forbids that. There are many narrations. Someone's going to come and say, hey, but did the Messenger of Allah marry an American woman? That didn't exist at that time. Of course not, Yaquan. But she was a foreigner. Also, Sophia. Some say Sophia was a Jewish woman before the Prophet married her. Some say she wasn't. The strongest opinion is that she accepted Islam before that. At any rate, Yaquan, it's allowed. The point is, Al Muhim, you can have preferences. As long as Islam says you can have it, what's the issue? Sometimes the Pakistani only marries the Pakistani. No problem. There's nothing wrong. You heard the baby? There's nothing wrong with that. Yet. You're allowed to have preference. Right? What's the best thing to look for if you're trying to get married? The religion. 
We're not saying someone's gonna say, hey, now I can't marry a pretty woman. We're not saying that. You can marry a pretty woman, yeah, Juan. But that's not as important as we think. Sometimes we are so superficial. Some of the women, oh, he's too short. He may be too short, but he may be religious. But maybe he can remind you of Allah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that happens, Ikhwan. The brother's having to sit down, and his sister says, I like the brother, he's a nice brother. And then he stands up, and he's five foot four. And she says, Oh, Alhamdulillah, he's too short for me. That's okay, Ikhwan. Of course, the brother's going to cry. <laughs> but it's allowed. It's allowed. There's nothing wrong with that, Ikhwan. But more honorable than all of that is her iman, her religion, her deen. These are the things we should be asking about, ya ikhwan. How is she with her parents? Her manners? Her adab? Does she get up at night? Does she pray? What books does she study? What's her methodology? What's her iman? What's her aqidah? These are the most important things. Likewise, the women asking for the brothers. They're going to say, hey, for the women, there's only two things important. What are they? The wealth, number one. Hey, is, is the man handsome? And how much money does he have? And he may add a third. And what kind of car does he drive? If she's a young girl, oh, you got to have a nice car, motorcycle, Michael Jordan sneaks. Some, you got to have some nice things. And that's okay, yeah, well, that's all right. If you can't be patient with that, shukran, sister, you're not for me. I'm going to go back to the masjid and find me somebody else. That happens, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But it should be easy for two people trying to be on the sunnah to come together, inshallah ta'ala. Issues are going to arise, but you handle them based upon the Quran and the sunnah. Anyone else say, Juan, someone had their hand up on the left? One of the, tafadah. Don't be shy, Juan. Let us hear what y'all are saying. Tayyip. Let's get back to the class, inshallah ta'ala. Let's take some more benefit, inshallah. So with the first meaning of recite, then the verbal noun is the ism maf'ud. It's the noun It's the noun that the verb falls on. That's called the ism maf'ud. He says, meaning something that is recited. And the second meaning, what was the second meaning? Sent together. So Quran, we said, can have two meanings. It can be the mustard of two verbs. First verb, Qara'a. Qara'a means to recite. Tala. Second meaning, Jama'a. Second meaning, Jama'a. You brothers taking notes? I want you to write the Quran is the masdar, verbal noun, of one of two verbs. Qara'a or jama'a. Qara'a? What does it mean to join together? Huh? What does it mean to join together? Like together. Naqul, ana fi I say, I gathered you all together. Jama'a. Jama'atukum. To couple together. To join together. You guys were separate? I brought you together. Jama'a al-ahkam, Jama'a al-awamid, Jama'a al-nawahi, 
The Quran joins together, it has coupled together some of the commands of Allah inside of it, the prohibitions of Allah inside of it, rules of Allah inside of it. Jama'ah, Jama'ah Allah Ta'ala fil Qur'ani ba'dul ahkam. Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an joins together some rulings, some legislation, some commandments, some prohibitions. So it can be Jama'ah. He says with the second meaning, يَكُونُ مَصْدَرًا بِمَعَنَا إِسْمْ he says, with the second meaning, it has the masdar of the doer. You have the fa'il and you have the maf'ul. Ma faruqu bayna al-fa'il wal maf'ul? Antum alladhina tadrusun al-arabiyya. You brothers and sisters that study Arabic. You have the fa'il and the maf'ul. Ma faruqu bayna What's the difference? The fa'il is the doer. Ay, accent. Wal maf'ul? You have a verb. That's a principle connected to what science? That's a principle. Every doer, every verb has a doer. Something can't be done except someone did it. You say the mother prayed Isha prayer. The verb salla is the verb. Who did it? The um, the mother. So she is the fa'il, the doer. طيب. Let's give another example. Daraba Aliun Ibnahu. Ali hit his son. The verb is daraba to hit. Who hit? Ali. Ali is the doer. Who did he hit? Ibn, his son. So his son will be the maf'ul, the one that the action of the verb fell on. You have the doer of the verb, and then the action of the verb fell on someone else. You may say grammatically, the passive particle, if that makes any sense in English grammar. We say, The one that the action of the verb fell on. He says, I pray. Whatever I prayed is the maf'ul. I prayed Isha. So Isha prayer will be the maf'ul. No. Man la yafam who doesn't understand Ikhwan. One of our young brothers. Our brother in his nose. Give me a bit. You writing in the daftar? You have something to write on? Give me something you wrote. It may benefit your role. Anything you wrote. Oh, I'll see a Said, give us a benefit for something you wrote. The Quran has two meanings. What are they? To jama'ah and to recite. One of our sisters, give us a benefit from your notes. Only the ones that are taking notes. We see some of you not writing. You got to think of like a a workout punishment for the girls who don't write also yeah we got push-ups for the brothers we got to get a jump rope or something like that for the girls only some of the girls that are sisters that are writing give us a benefit from your notes totally huh hey not you have to but it's better you should it's more deserving more honorable that's not a condition that you have to start with the principles first. It's not a condition. You can turn right into hadith. You can turn right into fiqh. 
You can turn right into Arabic. It's not a condition. But it's better. It's awla and nabda'a bi al That is better that you start off with the principles. Someone else who's writing, give us a benefit. Whoever is deprived of learning the principles of a specific science will be deprived of reaching his goal. قال الإمام الأرثيمين رحمه الله تعالى أي بمعنى جامع لجمعه الأخبار والأحكام. He says the verb جمع. If you go with the second meaning, then the Quran has the meaning of being the فاعل, the doer of جمع. The Quran itself is the thing that جامع it يجمع it gathers inside of it the أخبار news. Narration, stories, wal-ahkam, and the rulings and legislation. Now, next part of tonight's homework. We learned the ma'na al-Qur'an fi al-lugha. We learned what does the Qur'an mean in the Arabic language. The mustard of two verbs. What's one of the verbs? Qara'ah, <coughs> to recite. <coughs> Second verb, jama'ah. Hada fi al-lugha, that's in the language. That's in the language. Now let's talk religion. Right? That's in the language. In the Arabic language, the word Quran is the verbal noun of one or two verbs. Either Qur'a to read or recite or Jama'a. All that's in the language. Has nothing to do with the religion. That's the language. Now we're talking about the, the religion, the shari, the legislation. Next thing I want you to write down. The meaning of the Quran in the religion. The meaning of the Quran legislatively, religiously, in the legislation of Allah. You have lughatan, linguistically, shara'an. Legislatively, two words, Yaqwan. Lugatan in the language. Shara'an in the religion. Lugatan in the language. Shara'an in the religion. Qal al Quran of The Quran and the legislation of, 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 of Allah. Kalamullahi ta'ala al Munazalu ala Rasulihi. وَخَاتِمِ أَنْبِيَائِهِ مُحَمَّدٍ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ الْمَبْدُوءِ الْمَبْدُوءُ بِصُورَةِ الْفَاتِحَةِ الْمَخْتُومُ بِصُورَةِ النَّاسِ He gives a long definition. We can summarize it after we translate it. He says the Qur'an legislatively is the speech of Allah. كلام الله The speech of Allah. That has been sent down ala rasulihi upon his messenger. وَخَاتِمِ أَنْبِيَائِهِ مُحَمَّدٍ And the last or the seal of his prophets, Muhammad. So we can summarize that. You're going to say the speech of Allah that has been sent down upon his messenger, Muhammad. The speech of Allah... الَّذِي مُنَزَّلُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ مُحَمَّدِ The speech of Allah that has been sent down upon His Messenger, Muhammad. 
طيب من يكرر who can repeat that the Quran legislatively I sent, I sent. Anyone else? Tfadda. Quran is the speech of Allah that was sent down upon his messenger and the seal of his prophet. Jamilan, Jamilan. And then the Shaykh adds that which began or begins with Surah Al Fatiha and ends with Surah Al Nas. Hal maksud huna hadir kafiyatul inzal al Quran? Does the Imam intend here that this is how the Quran came down? The first surah, Surah Al Fatiha, no. and the last surah, Surah Al Nas. This is not the intent. This is the Quran that we have today from the Uthman script. It doesn't mean the first surah was Al Fatiha, the second surah was Al Baqarah, the third surah was Surah Al Imran, the fourth surah was Surah Al Nas, the fifth surah was Surah Al Maidah. Doesn't mean that. Right? And for this reason, many of the scholars of the past, the way we refer to the Quran, they don't refer like that. We say, for example, the third surah, the fourth surah. It depends on what compilation are you referring to. That's not the, 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 the ordering of how the Quran came down. No. What's the ruling about using names like that were given not by the Prophet? Like would, Surah Fusilat, for example. Uh, the Prophet used to say, Hamim Sajda. That's a good point, Yaqwan. In the time of the Salaf, they didn't give names to the chapters the way we do. We may say, Surah Al-Ikhlas. They will say, Surah Al-Qulhu Wallahu Ahad. We will say, Surah Al-Fatiha. They will say, Surah Al-Hamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We will say, Surah Al-Kafirun. They will say, Surah Al-Qul Ya Ayyuhal Kafirun. Surah Al-Hameen. Surah Al-Saq. Surah Al-Whatever the beginning of the Surah was. Surah Al-Amma Yatasa'alun. Or they may say, Amma. Sometimes the beginning of the Surah. So sometimes you find, especially in the hadith, you don't see the name of the surah. You see the first ayah or the first word of the surah. That is usually how they refer to the names of the surah. Different than how we do it today. Like in hadith, for example. In the time of the salaf, they will recite the whole chain. As we mentioned in our hadith class, and we'll stop shortly as we went over our time. And we apologize for going over the time, ya ikhwan. That we learned in our Mustalah Hadith class, Ahamiyatu As-Sanad, the importance of the chain. Al-an, ida nadhkuru As-Sanad, ba'duna yamilun. Mathalan. Nowadays, if you recite the chain, some people are going to get bored. It's too much. Some people say, why do you mention all of that, ya akhi? You don't have to tell us what book it's in. We trust you. It's not like that, ya ikhwan. However, none of that's obligatory. But it's better to say where the hadith is, where can it be found. And we hope you brothers and sisters go back and check it. We don't teach, especially us, that you blind follow, you take everything a person says. No, that's not from Islam. We didn't learn that, and we don't teach that. So you can go back to the book, you check it, you do your research. This is going to make you a strong student of knowledge, that you do your research. And you go back and check it and verify, for example. Sometimes you look up for one thing, you find five other things, ten other things. You look up for one word, you learn three other words. You look up for one hadith, you find three other hadith, for example. So we'll stop there, Juan. Any of our daughters have any? Um, we combine Are we going to pray for those that combine, 
the Mughabini Some For those that combine, if you're here when the people establish the Salah, it's better to pray with them. If you leave before that, you leave before that. But if you're still here, when the brothers call their that and they're establishing the Salah, it's still better to pray with them. You make your intentions no often. It's always better to keep the Jama'ah. You're not going to sit in the back and say, Hey, Alhamdulillah, Ya Akhi, Anna Salaitu, MashaAllah Ta'ala, I already prayed. And you're going to sit in the back while the people are praying? No. If you leave before the people pray, you don't have to come back and pray. You already prayed. We already prayed Isha. So if we leave before the establishment of the Salah, there's nothing on us. But say we're still here. And they're about to establish, it's better that we pray with them. And we make our intentions for the Nawafil. You guys with me? Same thing for the sisters. What's the condition of combining the Salah sometimes? Because, for example, no. Sometimes it's just rain, one might say, and it's not something no. There are many opinions about combining. Some scholars, they have the position that you no longer combine. That that was a certain period of time, the Prophet did it, and then he stopped doing it. There was one hadith, hadith ibn Umar, that the Prophet combined one time. I believe Zuhur Asr. At any rate, ثم قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام فعلت هذا لتعلموا لا حرج في الدين أو كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام And then the Prophet said, I combine the prayers so that you would know there's no difficulty in the religion. There's no hardship in the religion. There's a narration that the Prophet combined when it was raining. لكن كان المطر شديدا But the rain was a hard rain, يا إخوان. It wasn't like a drizzle. There's some brothers and sisters There's some believers that even if the rain is a, a little rain, little drops, oh, there it is, let's combine. We say to them, what's your reasoning? The Prophet did it to teach there's no hardship. But what's the hardship? So the strongest opinion is that when the rain or the weather, if it's extremely cold or extremely hot, you can do it also. Or if the, the weather is, is bad, for example, like the rain, but if it's a light drizzle, for example, what's the hardship? So if there's a hardship, no problem. At any rate, if you were in a masjid or a community, that that masjid prays, no matter if it's light rain or hard rain, I say pray with them. Make your intentions no wafil. It's always better to make the jama' to stay together. It's not a sunnah to separate. The sisters are traveling and they have their mahram with them. It's not allowed for them to travel without a mahram. And then they divide. Okay, we're going to go across street to get some food from the restaurant. The one, Amatullah, wants to go get fish. Khadija wants to get rice. And then they all separate and divide. That's not from the sunnah. The sunnah is that they should stay together. Either we're going to get fish or rice. Or that nice uh, bread that we like, mashallah, in Ramadan. Or we don't get it. Likewise, the brothers, we're traveling. We go to New York, for example. And then some of the brothers take this path. Some brothers take that path. No. The sun is that you stay together. So, even if you already prayed. And you're still here. When the people pray, Isha, pray with them. <coughs> make intentions no outfit. If not, and you don't feel like staying, you don't have to stay here. You can leave. So some scholars do differ. Some say the rain has to be severe. And that's the strongest opinion. Some say any rain. And that's allowed also. But it's not that strong of an opinion. 
Because you're doing it for a reason. For example. Only for five or ten minutes, maybe? Okay. If it's a light rain, some say that, but it's, it's stronger because the Prophet said, because look how the Prophet said it. I did this so you would know there's no difficulty in the religion. So if there's no difficulty, then why are we doing it? One of our mothers or one of our daughters, Fadali. I'll ask you for this. No, if you just keep raining, then we have to do the joint, right? If just for five minutes, then we join. Now say if it's raining and then by the time the salah is over, the rain is gone, then there's no rain. It has to still be raining. If it's raining an hour ago, we can't say, hey, it was raining. It's not like that yet, Fuan. One of our daughters, Fadali. So do you get sin if you don't pray while the others are praying? I have no proof that you get a sin. I have no proof, but it's better. It's better. There's no, you can't say it's haram, or you can't say it's obligatory for you to pray again. You can't say that. She already prayed. So if she sits in the back while they're praying Nisha, She's not doing nothing wrong except she's going against the sunnah of being together, staying together, for example. So you should pray and make your intentions no wafi. No. Uh, let's say uh, they're combining the salah, but you come five minutes later or mm. whatnot. You still see them praying, but your intention is to pray uh, maghrib with them. But you intend to pray the maghrib, they come, you come in, and the people are in the isha. But it's still like... First raka'ah, so you end up praying four raka'ah. So you end up praying four raka'ah, there's nothing on you there if you didn't know. If you can realize where you are and what's going on, then you're only, only going to pray three. Because maghrib is three. You can't increase it, you can't take away. So say you can't figure out. Some brothers and sisters, mashallah, they have that fiqh in their understanding that they can tell what salah it is, mashallah ta'ala. Sometimes the man may sit. Some scholars differ on the, the tashahud in the second raka'ah or the last raka'ah. So sometimes you can tell how he's sitting based upon that position. Sometimes you pay attention to where you are when you enter the salah. So you sit into tashahud, you know that's either the last raka'ah or the second raka'ah. Or if you're on the maghrib, that's either the second or the third raka'ah. So sometimes you can find out if you know where you are and you pray in the maghrib, you keep it through raka'ah. But say you don't know. Some people don't really can't really tell what raka'ah they're in. And then after it's over, he prayed for with the Imam praying Isha, but he was praying the Maghrib, and there's nothing on him, inshallah. One of our daughters, our last question, inshallah, then we'll disperse. Uh, a little louder. Is it okay for the woman to travel alone? Toyef, educational purposes. If she has her mahram with her, yes. If she has no mahram with her, then it's not allowed for her to travel. But it doesn't invalidate her trip. Sometimes the women, they make umrah or they make hajj and they don't have their mahram with them. It's, this doesn't invalidate their umrah, nor does it invalidate their hajj. However, they made the trip and they have some sin there because they disobeyed the Messenger by traveling without a mahram. Same thing for education. We would say to a sister there, if she's traveling to learn, to seek knowledge, whether Islamically or otherwise, that she should have a mahram. If she does not have a mahram and she still goes, it doesn't invalidate her education, it doesn't invalidate her trip, 
but she's sinful until she comes back from her trip. Wallah ta'ala ala wa alam. Who's that day, Ikhwan? Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika. Ashadu an laylan tasafwa tuba laik. For the brothers that haven't prayed, they're going to establish the salah, inshallah. The person who wants to go, they go and let us pray. We have other people here to pray.